Welcome to Dude Wrong Door episode 14? Uh, yeah, it's 14. Okay. You got it. You got it. You nailed it. All right, that's it. Jan would be here, but he's... <laughs> Jan's at Dragon Con. Allegedly. Uh, he, he did see uh, Psycho Stick live. Allegedly. We, we did get... I guess so. Jan, he could have photoshopped slash CGI'd that whole thing. He is a very capable man. He edits our videos, some of them. Oh, so he's not that capable. <laughs> I've seen our videos. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay, uh, I, thought, I thought this article was going to talk about the critical slash, you know, monetary reception to the Defenders, but apparently it didn't. It was saying that it's not as good as Netflix wanted. Like, it, it wasn't as popular as they wanted it to be. So, hmm. I wonder what that means. Wonder How that could, could it... I mean, surely to God, they didn't think it was going to bring in, like, new subscribers. Oh, uh, I mean... Because, like... It, 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 it sh I think it definitely should have hit harder than it did. It didn't feel like the TV show version of The Avengers. I, I'm saying I liked the show, but... A critical... Or, like, the receptive yeah. political... Not political. The public, public perception. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the public perception... Especially since, like, everyone owns Netflix... Yeah. You think I would have been hearing more about it, but I mainly heard about it from me and uh, like a couple of friends that also watched it. But I think I don't know. I, I I'm pretty sure it definitely underperformed, especially considering like uh, Daredevil one and like Daredevil season two. Like everyone was talking about those. Like those were huge hits. Like people, so many people were talking about John Bernthal after like season two came out and talking about the Punisher and stuff and like the Punisher was popular and being talked about again uh, not a lot of people talking about the Defenders honestly and this is maybe just me like re-supporting my own ideas but I think it's because Iron Fist <laughs> sucks so bad that everyone yeah. was like <clears throat> Defenders is probably going to suck I bet a lot of people still haven't watched it it took me like two yeah. or three days to start it it's so difficult and, and it I mean I powered through it because I it just felt like I needed to. No, not but, Iron Fist. It took me two or three uh, days to start The Defenders. Oh. Oh, right. Yeah, the, his, the first episodes are focused around Danny, and they're awful. Because Danny yeah. is awful at that point in the show. Yeah. In the beginning, it's it does not get off on the right foot, that's for sure. So yeah. that could easily turn a lot of people off. It's like, oh, there's eight episodes of this... Well, it's that and the fact that the show Iron Fist sucked. And so, like, when Daredevil mm -hmm. Season 2 came yeah. out or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, like, I watched those, like, day one. Like, I had them yeah. finished within, like, the first day. And there Defenders, I didn't even realize it had come out. Like, I was oh, like, wow. oh, it's out right now? Yeah, I remember I, I watched I, I watched the first three episodes of Luke Cage, like, the minute they went up. Like, yeah, I, was, I was really excited about it. I had to, like, go do something. Otherwise, I probably would have binged the whole thing. Um... But yeah, uh, there weren't. It wasn't a smash hit apparently, and I hope that doesn't mean they're gonna maybe cut some funding for some future oh, stuff. No. I, I doubt hope. It. I hope what it means they're just gonna be like, okay, what went wrong? Can we adjust that? And I think the way you adjust it is to please get rid of Scott Buck. Oh don't, yeah, he's don't gone. Ever... There after the Inhumans, there's no way he's coming back. I'm just surprised they even gave him the Inhumans. I guess that was already in production before Must the response been, yeah. to Iron Fist was so overwhelmingly negative. 
But uh, apparently, Inhumans I, I sure is hope like, he's not coming back. Inhumans is like they already cut they already cut an entire week from the theater run of the Inhumans because Inhumans like the pilot was going to come out in like IMAX and apparently mm-hmm. they've already shortened that by like a week. Oh man! Because like the pre-sale orders are so bad that the pre-sale tickets God. are like already so awful that they're like, no, we can't afford to do this like another week. I think I wanted to see it until I learned that Scott Buck was doing it, and then I had I had literally no desire. Like I don't I don't care to see it at all. Yeah, I I'll probably. I don't, I don't care to see an episode. I like that dog. Lockjaw. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Lockjaw. He looks. I mean, good. I really like the Inhumans, but I think they're better as secondary characters. Like, they're good yeah. when they show up in the X Men or they show up like randomly throughout the you know Marvel comic runs at least. And, and this adaptation doesn't look like it's going to be making a very good case for them to be headliners or anything. I think uh, I think maybe they, they made the right decision by making the Inhumans just a show instead of giving them a movie. Because they were going to give them a movie for a while. I think it would have been better to give them a movie because then Scott Buck wouldn't have been involved. That's true. Would have had also, a much higher budget. Would have had better actors. Or no, I'm not saying the actors in that are bad. The two that I recognize and know are like great, but... Mm-hmm. It's supposedly the acting is not the problem. Yeah. Um, well, one of them is the the bad, his brother is Ramsey from Game of Thrones, who's like incredibly creepy and like hmm. just disgusting. And then Anson Mount was in Hell on Wheels. Yeah, which I've only seen watched like before. a season and a half. So, but it was pretty good. Yeah, supposedly Hell on Wheels was great. Yeah, like uh, from the people that liked it, they really liked it. I think. I don't know. It just seems like it's it's difficult to do westerns in this era. Like uh, even though Magnificent Seven was a pretty big hit, apparently it needed to be a lot more for Hollywood to want to start doing more westerns. Like everyone was I, saying, oh oh, westerns might be back because it made a lot of money. But then they actually like looked at it, and then the fact that everyone just stopped talking about it two weeks later, they were like, eh, maybe not. Maybe not do too many of those. I think the big thing with that is most. Western or like westerns don't get made because most every other movie uses western plot lines and cliches without actually setting it in the west. Yeah, that's true. I think like well, I mean most most like revenge action movies are just westerns without cowboys. Right. They're they're uh there's a lot of them that are just like set in some major city. I think uh uh into the out, uh, into the Furnace? Yeah. Into the out Furnace the fur- was absolutely the, a Western. Out of the Furnace. Out of the Furnace, yeah. Out of the Furnace was yeah. absolutely a Western. Like, beat for beat. Um, I, I loved that movie. I think I, I like those cliches, but I also really like the setting of a Western. I hope, maybe, if uh, Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2 is as good as the first one, which would be really impressive... I hope if that gets like a lot of mainstream success, maybe we'll see more westerns. Because honestly, I would prefer to just take these kind of cliche western films that get made every day and just set them in the west. It's, I think I, I'd enjoy yeah. watching that more. The problem is that's more expensive. Like you're spending more money on locations and uh, costumes and stuff. Uh, and absolutely. You gotta you worry watch, about uh, horses. You should watch Westworld. It combines sci-fi and westerns all in one. So. It's basically. You mean like my favorite show, Firefly? Kind of. It's, like, it's not in space. It's like my favorite com. Oh, okay. I it's mean, that's, that's like, fine. It's all about like AI. Like in Westworld, <clears throat> it's written by. It's written. It's written by Michael. Uh, how do you say his last name? 
I'm going to have to censor that. YouTube shocking content can't monetize. You said a swear. You're probably going to have to censor that, too. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I got an idea. We're going to make a YouTube-friendly episode. It's going to be four seconds. You're just going to hear this. And then it's going to end. Boom. Monetized. Michael Finally. Something appropriate. Michael Crichton. 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 He did Jurassic Park. He wrote Westworld, and it's about a amusement park that is like an immersive Wild West, and like there's a bunch of AIs in it that think that that like that that's their actual life, and then you pay Ooh. like like rich guests come, and like all of a sudden the AIs start acting weird, and like you need to watch it. It's like really really good. There's a pretty good twist in like episode eight. I was like, isn't Ooh. it? Isn't it HBO? Yeah. Okay. Which you now have legally to watch. Yeah, well, if I can, uh, if you can resend, yeah. if you can resend that info to me. For some reason, every time I've put, I every time I've gotten your login information, entered it, and like watched an episode of something, I've like switched devices or switched browsers uh, yeah. to where now none of it is saved, and I don't remember <laughs> it. So I'll tough luck. To anyway, uh, moving mo- on. From moving where, on from defenders and all that. Oh, did you have something you wanted to talk about? Yeah, not not a big thing. Insidious Four has a official title. Oh, what's uh, it called? Insidious: The Last Key. Uh, the film, which is a prequel set years before the events of the first film, also has a synopsis. Uh, the film is set years before the events from the previous films and follows Elise Rayner, who's like the psychic, the old lady psychic. Okay. And her youth in New Mexico that begins to be haunted by oh hmm. malevolent and demonic spirits in their own house. Uh, if they do like a CGI young her, I think I would really. Actually, the young her that they got for um. She shows up in something else. Yeah. It's like it's the the younger version of her. It's in one of those movies that's in that universe. But see, okay, if I ever got cast, if I was like you know a, a teenager or something, I ever got cast as like the younger version of some big actor, I would never stop chasing that. Like, uh. I'm trying to remember what movie it was. It was that movie where uh, this girl like is immortal, like she doesn't die, but it's like a romantic film. So, uh, uh, Age of Adeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this, With there's Harrison this guy. Ford. Yeah, there's a guy that plays young Harrison Ford, and he did it perfectly. I kind of wished he could have been uh, Han, Han Solo, Solo, but it was a very different Harrison Ford character. But he had like the mannerisms and the look perfectly. Well, he like, did. Uh... If I was his agent, I would just be like. All right. Well, anytime you gotta look younger, you know who to call. He was a um, like I'll be your young stunt double. Like he was just a YouTube impersonator. Oh, for real? Yeah, I think if I'm thinking about the same guy. Oh, he probably he probably gets other work then. Yeah, with uh, oh. other people. Yeah, hopefully he um, yeah, I would have much rather had him as as Harrison Ford than. Granted, I haven't seen what's his face do it. I can't remember That's his name. That's true. And everything we hear about uh, him being the problem, it, it's all just hearsay. But if that movie comes out and he's garbage, I'm just gonna assume it's all true. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. Oh yeah. I'm not gonna be principled or fair. I'm just gonna be like, it's your fault. You ruined Han Solo. It's such a like unnecessary movie too because no one's ever been like, hmm. I wonder what Han Solo did before this because we're like, nah, nah. He just did some I badass ne- stuff. Like, <laughs> I that's never all he did. Th- yeah, I, I never, I never once felt like I needed to know. I mean, granted, right now I'm not a kid, so maybe a kid wants to see that, but I don't know. I don't care I, what I kids never want. Felt the need. I'm not also, a kid. Kids are dumb. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, 
Dude so, Wrong Door is against kids, officially. That's our official stance. It's what? So that's our that's our official stance. No, I didn't hear what you oh, said. Oh, we're against kids. <laughs> Why does your audio keep cutting out when you try to say that? Are you being censored? We are against kids. Against kids! Okay. It was like, we are... What? <laughs> I was like, what? What? YouTube's taking uh, preemptive measures here. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't just gonna not monetize. Well, I mean, t- t- they could be uh, censoring it for me, ed- editing the video for me ahead of time. Hey. I can't be too mad. That'd be pretty helpful. Uh, <laughs> so, Sylvester Stallone was teasing that they're about to start filming Creed 2. Oh, I saw the picture. They don't know if uh, Ryan Coogler's gonna come back, though. And. I think it would be pretty good if Coogler came back. He might. I mean, he's getting that Marvel money right now, though. So. Oh, the director. Yeah, yeah, he's doing uh, Black Panther right now. Or well, he. he I'm pretty sure. Did they finish? The Black, Black Panther's Panther yet? done. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, they, he's not they, credited on Creed two right now. Yeah, they need to get him on there, because uh, that movie's direction is what made it really good in my opinion like I'm not saying like Michael B. Jordan and Stallone didn't do a good job as leads but I'm sure that hopefully they weren't like back. yeah they need to oh and uh, Dolph Lundgren is gonna come back as Ivan Drago dude that'll, that'll he be better, weird he better be totally like chill right now like he better be super like laid back and stuff it's probably like his son that <clears throat> Oh, oh, okay. Creed will have to fight. Yeah, I know. I can see it happening, too. In which no, case, maybe I don't not. want him maybe to be not. Maybe, maybe Dolph Lundgren will come back and be, like, really apologetic. Yeah, see, that's what I want to happen, because I liked, uh... I, I like apologetic Dolph Lundgren. He was he was that Dolph Lundgren in, uh, The Expendables. He was like, uh, sorry, I'm just <laughs> sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> I can't, I don't know, I can't imagine him... I can't imagine them doing that, like, again. Surely they can't be like, oh, yeah, Ivan Drago had a son, and he's going to fight Apollo <laughs> Creed's son. And it's just to, like, you already went with the son angle. Like, I could see it happening, and it could it could be worse. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't totally yeah. hate it. Because it, it, at least it would give the matchup some stakes. Because last time, it, I mean, it had stakes, but it was like, it's just some random British guy. Like, Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, the first one, I wasn't too, like... It didn't feel like there was enough of a rivalry there. It kind of such felt a good like, ending, though. Oh, this is the big, the big baddest guy who's like also looking for a redemption, and he's got to beat him. But yeah, it, it didn't feel. I don't know if it needs to be personal, but it didn't feel personal at all. Well, I, I feel like I feel like the first one was like he was more fighting like himself, like he was fighting to prove yeah. that he was yeah, that true. he was right, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it probably could have muddled things. Yeah, I don't know. It... I would like to have a more personal fight, though. Just because, like, Rocky... Rocky Four, and, like... I think Rocky Four is my second favorite just because it feels so personal. And it's like he's... You know... I don't know. Yeah. I, I preferred that fight just because it, it, it had higher emotional stakes. I think they'll probably follow the basic like structure that the first that Rocky series had because like one was like him proving himself. To, I mean, it was basically the same plot. 
You know, no yeah. one attacked Creed for doing that, but they oh, all yeah. attacked the Force Awakens, the Force Awakens for doing yeah. New Hope. But <laughs> so the second one will probably be Clubber Lang type, like. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. I'm wondering if they're gonna do like Stallone movie. gets sick again. Probably not. They better not because that's they they just did it like that would be so annoying. I wouldn't I wouldn't even like be able to make myself care at that point. Does he get like? Does he get? He's not in remission by the end of it, is he? By the end of Creed? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Maybe him and. I mean, he uh, could easily just just get it again and and not get over it because Rocky's supposed to be like pretty old. So. He should be. Yeah. He should be like in his late seventies. Yeah. Like if they if they ever actually had to like write Rocky out of the Creed movies, like it's it's believable that he's just old and the cancer came back. Rocky was in seventy six, so that was forty one years ago. So he was supposed to be how old? I think he was like in his twenties, like early twenties, like Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty young. How old was Rocky in Rocky One? <laughs> uh, he was born in 1951, so he was 24. There's so much math. Yeah. Okay. So he'd be he'd be like almost 70. Or, I, yeah, I I could buy him dying. Yeah. I hope he doesn't. But. Yeah. I don't want to see Rocky die. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him die in the ring with Ivan Drago. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> The movie, the movie turns out it's not about it's not about Creed at all. It's about Rocky and Ivan having the rematch where Rocky dies. Creed just like falls down death. the stairs in the beginning and is in a coma for the whole thing. What a dirty bait and switch. It's I don't even called think I'd... Creed 2. I'd be, I'd be pretty him. mad, but I don't think I'd be like. Oh, the memes would be worth all of it. I don't. Yeah, I don't even. I'd just be like, uh, <laughs> I. You want to talk about a movie that would be made to have its plot explained poorly? <laughs> it's like Rocky tries to fight the fight the Soviets again and <laughs> dies. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Um, speaking of sequels, uh, Andy Mushi, Muschietti, the guy who did Stephen King's It, the new one. Oh, okay. Uh, he Which said, is supposedly incredible. Yeah, he said he's going to do the sequel to It before he does Robotech. Oh. There's going to be a sequel to It? Did you ever see the first one? The original It? Yeah. Yes. Okay, you know how they're kids and then there's like adults? Like they're, mm-hmm. it shows a loser club growing up, and then they're like, it's like flat. I think, I think the first I mean, are they one is going to do the same thing. I think I, the first one is strictly kids, and the second one is. He said that he wants it to be, like, the adults. Uh, I always insisted that if there is a second part, there'd be a dialogue between the two timelines, and then it would be approached like the adult life of the losers. There would be flashbacks that sort of illuminate events that are not told in the first one. Ooh, oh, okay. So that basically, be like cool. the original, yeah. So also, there shouldn't be a third that- one. That means that it's going to be like. That's going to have to be like bigger scale, because if all all the all the people somehow ending up back in the same place together, like. Ah, uh, I need to see the first movie. No, they do that intentionally. 
Do what intentionally? All end up like the loser club. All get back together in the first. Oh, okay. Movie. Remember in the in the original movie, they, it starts out with them like as kids, and then they like they defeat it, and then they're like, if it ever comes back, we we're making a pact now to to come back and stop it so, once and well, for all. So he's saying that the second one is gonna be like, like from the, the original adults. movies. No, the second one's gonna be like the second. You said it was the, gonna be flashbacks. No, I the, think I missed what you said. Okay, the original it from the nineties. Okay. Right. The first it was a t it was a TV special. So the first I night, didn't know that. Yeah, the first it was like the first night. The first part was like the kids and sometimes the adults. It kind of like intermingled, and then the second part was mostly the adults with flashbacks of the kids. And I think that's how they're gonna do this one. So they're setting it up as a two parter, which it kind of has to be because I mean the book itself is like twelve hundred pages long. Oh, okay. So it it flops between like basically at the end of the original, they defeat it when they're kids, defeat okay. it, and yeah. then they're like, if it ever comes back, we have to come back to Derry, and we're going to make a pact now to defeat it once and for all. And then they're okay. all grown up, and they've all moved on, and they're like, you know, it's over. And then all of a sudden, it's back, and so they all come back together. Like that's how they come back together. Oh, that's gonna be. That's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, I have the original one on Blu-ray. If you want to borrow it before. Which this one comes out and yeah, get a refresher. The first one comes out in four days. So I mean the not the first one the <laughs> the reboot remake. The remake comes out in four days. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty I'm, cool. He's doing Robotech too, though. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna see if his if he's like a horror director or just a good director. I have a feeling he's probably just a good director, given how universally the movie has been liked yeah. by like every critic that's seen it. So that's weird. But... I can be confident in that. But Robotech is like super sentimental, like space opera kind of thing. Well, like it's it's it not hard pretty, sci-fi. It is pretty sentimental horror. Like it's it's more about growing <clears throat> up and also yeah. dealing with this terrifying creature. <laughs> like, he might he might nail it then. He might be perfect. I I would I've love never a seen great actual, Robotech movie. I've never seen that actual Robotech. So, but he seems like he knows what he's doing, and the cinematography and like the just the general atmosphere of it feels pretty on par with how I would assume it would look oh wait there's some more director has not shot any of the flashback scenes so he's praying that the kids don't grow up that's a quote it's also revealed that the sequel might dive into the history of the town of Derry more specifically the black spot which is a deadly fire that broke out uh, at an African American barracks in Derry there's a good Whoa. chance the sequel might open with that story so there's already like plenty of world building that he can Oh, can dude, work with. the actual it story, like, he's actually, like, this, like, not immortal, but he's, like, a eons old, like, the, like, epitome of evil, and, like, his, like, nemesis is a giant turtle thing. Like, a giant god turtle thing. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> like, there's so much lore behind it, it's, like, insane. And that's never touched on in, like, the Nani's movie. It very well could have been. I'd imagine this, but... it was pro- if they were, like, we just, we won't bring that up. Yeah, that's not, what are you talking about? Giant that's, turtle? That's a bit much to drop on people in this TV special. I'm definitely going to look out for um the uh, the turtle. I'm going to see if they have like a cameo of like the, like one of them has like a turtle stuffed turtle like on his bed or something. Oh, oh I man. didn't know uh, Finn Wolfhard, who is from Stranger Things, he's in this movie. Which makes sense, because... Uh, yeah, I mean, well, any any kid that was in Stranger Things would be... There's a good chance like they're in this movie. <laughs> a much bigger role. Oh, that's cool. 
He plays Richie too, and Richie's like, "Wow, oh, Richie." That's kind of funny though, because Richie was like, is like the comedian of the group. Huh. Well, Interesting. comedian. He's like a bad comedian. He's the, he's the, the <laughs> he's the he's the the clown of the group. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Good night. Leonardo DiCaprio being looked at for the Joker origin movie. I'm probably kind of excited because, because Scorsese is there, so we might yeah. as well have DiCaprio there too. And we'll probably never see. Uh, him in the makeup in that movie, I assume. Yeah, which every like thumbnail for these news articles is always like some crappy Photoshop job of like Dude, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio at a premiere, and they just like put some coloring on his face and be like, "He's gonna look like this," and it's like clickbait has gone too far. Clickbait has gone too far. <laughs> we must stop it. But yeah, um, I mean, he'd probably be great because he was a fantastic like smoldering villain in Django. So probably be perfect if that happened i don't think it'll happen it se- always seems like the first person they start talking about in any of these movies like it, it never works out that way but when scorsese attached yeah when scorsese attached i'm more likely to be like yeah it's, it's probably gonna be leonardo DiCaprio. oh okay or de niro but <laughs> de niro the uh, joker's origin he is so old when he started he probably he could got be suspiciously like, young. De Niro or Nicholson probably could be like a mafia, one of the Falcones. Oh, dude, um, that would be such a cool cameo to have uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson in there. Oh, I really want that now. I really want him to be in the movie, at least for like maybe one scene. That would be awesome. Oh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is not young. Yeah, but he can convincingly look young. Okay, yeah, fair enough. And, like, just with makeup, like, I could probably buy that he was in his 30s yeah. or something. Um, apparently, Jared Leto, I hadn't heard this, Jared Leto is uh, not happy about this. Oh, really? Yeah, it said, uh, Leto is said to have made his displeasure with the notion of multiple <laughs> Jokers known to his CAA agents and rival agency WME has been using the concern to court him. Oh wow! Uh, Leto is set to reprise his role as the Joker in the upcoming Joker and Harley Quinn movie. God. Whatever ends up <laughs> happening, the studio hopes that they can land DiCaprio or another A-list actor to play the Clown Prince of Crime as a gritty crime boss in a Scorsese-esque Gotham underworld. Dude, who I mean, cares, Jared Leto? Stop sending bad stuff to your coworker or your <laughs> co-cast. Your cast member, your fellow cast members. Yeah. Honestly, uh, if I was Leto, I, I just, I just quit. Like, I just wouldn't do it. I would he too. Like, he's already he was, said, like, yeah, he already said he was super mad about like Suicide Squad and what they did to him there. Like, why would you come back? Especially after this. After this comes out, I would just be like, nah. nah yeah, I, I would. I would I'm absolutely not doing just it, be like, yeah, like if you're not gonna make me like the. First of all, you've like totally ruined, like you totally butchered my first like role that you yeah. like you misled me. Like he's come out and said like FWB. Yeah. Like he's come out and said those words specifically. It's not even like that'll transfer into the next story, but continue. Um yeah, okay. But yeah, like I would be like, "Nah, I right, like I'm done. Like let me out of my contract. Like I don't care what you have what I have to pay or like yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'd be done with it. I, I, I wouldn't go into work after all that happened. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I, I you know what? I quit this podcast. 
This is this thing's worse than WB. It's not worth it. WB runs this podcast. Yeah. Just kidding. Give us money. <laughs> um. Anyway, talking about you know screw WB. Wait, do we? Do What's we up? maybe want to jump on the other casting for the DC? Okay. I mean, uh, if you got something. Brenton Thwaites will play Dick Grayson. You just made that name up. That's what just that's made what, that up. I probably mispronounced it, but he'll play uh, Dick Grayson as Robin in uh, the Titans, DC's Titans series. Okay, which I so believe, he is Robin. If I'm not mistaken, is going on their their streaming service. Oh right. He was in, he was in The Giver and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah. He was uh, non-existent in that movie. Only that easily could have been the rest of the movie's fault. That movie was uh, very much garbage, and no one was good in it. So, he might be fine. Who knows? Really cannot know right now. It doesn't say where they're airing it. Well, see, my big question with with this whole, like, DC having their own streaming service, does that mean that they're going to take The Flash and Arrow and DC Off Legends of the tomorrow? CW? Because they're producing the Titan series. The CW is producing the Titan series. No, Greg Berlanti, who d- who does Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Supergirl, oh, okay, and then Jeff Johns, who does The Flash and Arrow, are producing Titans. So, but it doesn't say anything about CW doing this show. Who knows? Maybe what they'll do is they'll they'll do that. Uh... That kind of staggered thing where they're going to release it like on the DC streaming service, and then after it's been out for a while, they'll play reruns on the CW. Oh, I could maybe. I could see them doing something like that because I mean Netflix shows they get DVD releases, and you know it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if like sometime in the future after a license expires, you know you see something from Netflix being played on ABC Family or something. Oh wait, ABC Family doesn't exist anymore; it's freeform now. <laughs> but yeah, like oh, I, right, I could see right. that happening. I could see. Uh, like if uh, if the Netflix Marvel deal lapsed, I could see Disney just like uh, taking like taking episodes of Daredevil and maybe tr- uh, editing them a bit and rerunning them on uh, ABC. Yeah, I could see that. Well, probably. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you definitely have to re-edit it. But mm-hmm. uh, okay, we'll go ahead and finish WB, but or get on to finish WB. <laughs> we'll do WB and then um, the other bad thing we're gonna talk about Creation Club and then. Yeah, oh, so, so we're going to talk about video games now. We're on, we're on to video games. Vettel, Vets, Vits. <laughs> wow. Actually, Good. If, are we, if we're jumping to video games, i got one more thing about a movie. Okay, go uh, for it. Guillermo del Toro's latest film, The Shape of Water, is allegedly his best film since Pan's Labyrinth. Ooh. Like everyone, That's pretty hype. I, I already kind of know what it's about, but I don't want to ruin it for you, because I accidentally like, watched it. Um, oh, okay. I like, watched the trailer. Without knowing it was Guillermo del Toro, I was just like, "Oh, I wonder what this is." And then I was like, "Oh, well, darn it!" I'm gonna watch that movie. Cold. It's got Michael Shannon in it. Sweet, I like him. It, He's a good actor. So yeah, apparently, like all the critics are saying, it's like phenomenal. Swoos. I need to see that. Sweat. Okay. Good. Go ahead with uh. <laughs> so, uh, everyone knows WB is basically the worst. Like. Yeah, that's pretty. And, and everything they do. However. They managed to seek to an entirely new low with sh- with a recent Shadow of War development. The and I don't know what the this Shadow is. Shadow of Mordor, if, if I, y'all didn't know. Yeah, I forgot to watch that. Well, let's talk about some of the bad things they've done 
first yeah, before yeah. this we'll new lead thing. Up, we'll lead up to the finale. <laughs> the thing that goes The finale from, as of now. <laughs> the thing that goes from kind of scummy, uh, kind of scummy, maybe maybe cheating a little bit, trying to get a little bit extra money, goes from that to actually like super villain status. Uh, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this could be. <laughs> it's it's probably not anything that you could expect, but you, you're okay. still going to be pretty appalled. Um, but basically, Shadow of War started off looking extremely promising. Like, I was really excited for it. Yeah, the first one's incredible. Yeah, and, and it looked like it was just... It was what you want from a video game sequel. sequel. It looked Everything looked bigger and more involved and, you know, grander. And the, the scale was, like, significantly larger. Like, you're actually building up an army and stuff instead of just being uh, the, the one guy kind of in this pseudo Assassin's Creed type of thing but like it was going beyond the nemesis system which just made you cool villains to fight it was now the nemesis system was gonna make you cool allies to have on your side but anyway the game looked amazing and everyone was excited for it and it was like nothing could bring this game down it was gonna be another another the witcher 3 scenario where it's like it's all offline so it's a single player game we're not gonna have to deal with any of this stupid microtransaction nonsense and then they put microtransactions in it and not only did they put microtransactions in it but they put in randomized like rng loot boxes that contain the one thing you're trying to get in the game which is soldiers like people in your army the way you beat the game is to build up the right army and take over middle earth and defeat sauron and whatever so in the loot boxes which you can pay for to get extra for you could basically start the game, dump a few hundred dollars into that loot box system, and then just go beat Sauron. So the oh, whole that's so like, dumb. <laughs> yeah, the whole like the game's actual content, you can pay to skip. Which 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 means which correlates to that the gameplay itself is going to be grindy. Yeah. It's going to force you, like, try to force you into buying loot boxes. Yeah, it's going to try to make you think, oh, well, this will be easier if I could just buy, buy some new soldiers with my real money. Which, yeah, it, it doesn't mean the game's going to be trying to be as much fun as you could have with it. It's going to try to be holding itself back a little bit so that you try to maybe skip a little bit, get a little bit more. Uh, basically what Forza 5 did, which is why Forza 5 is the worst of all of the Forza games. Oh, that's free on Games of Gold this week, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> it is only worth such. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, on top of that, Shadow of War, you know, did the, did the classic, here's our big epic collector's edition that doesn't include the game, and uh, here's all these pre-order bonuses that have tons and tons of stuff that we're not going to let you have otherwise. you got to pre-order it. Classic, you know, uh, uh, that's the kind of basics of being a, a scumbag game developer. You do those two things. The whole, like, microtransactions in a single-player offline game, that was, you know, that was when they had, they had set the tone. They had raised the bar. Until uh, they recently announced <clears throat> that uh, they're, they're taking this... One of the developers that had worked at WB, and I'm pretty sure he had worked on Shadow of War for a little bit, he died of cancer at age of 43. Oh. It sucked. Damn. Yeah, he, that does suck. He was an executive producer, and, like, everyone... Like, apparently, he was really cool. Like, people liked working for him. Like, he was a cool boss. Uh, which is kind of magical in the game industry. The more I learn about the game industry, the more I learn how uncommon that is. 
But basically, they were going to do the thing that a lot of video games do when something like that happens and uh, put a tribute for him in the game. And what they did is he had this reputation for being like uh, kind of a similar similar reputation as uh, Satoru Iwata used to have, where he was so so good at programming that if something was wrong and people couldn't figure it out, he would come over to the office and just like fix it and then he would leave. So he got that. It was like, oh man, we're stuck. We can't figure this out. Like the game's busted. We're gonna have to backtrack. He would just show up and like be able to fix it. Like that was his, that was his claim to fame. So they made him a character in this as this like big, like huge Urukai, and like that's awesome. There's, there's a chance of when you're like in trouble, like you're about to lose. There's a chance in the game that he'll just show up, decapitate the orc, and leave. Which that's incredible. Gonna, I know. Like that's such a cool thing. And then, <laughs> this how do you? Video, oh wait, how do you mess this up? I don't. The, the video that was talking about this continues on. It says that he's going to be five dollar DLC. <laughs> on day there, one. That's 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 profiting off of a tribute. <laughs> Off of cancer! <laughs> and, <That's> then, <laughs> and then... Oh my god! In this video, they said <laughs> that the all the proceeds were going to this, like, uh, this charity for cancer research, and they aren't, like... $3.50 of it goes to the cancer research and only in the US and only in certain states. There's eight states where all of it just goes to WB and oh they, they have a tiny little fine print when you're buying it. <laughs> all of it goes to WB if you're in these states. There's <clears throat> no way that that, like, that doesn't backfire like horrifically. Oh, no. It's they're getting that, that, burned at the stake. That's right such a now. cool like such a cool game mechanic and such a cool tribute. Yeah. It's an awesome tribute. And then you're just going to that should have been like an easter egg. Like it should only happen like maybe yeah. once a whole playthrough, but like yeah, Absolutely. And then you're like, "Whoa, what was that?" And then maybe yeah. you could look it up and it's like, "Oh, that's a cool story." Well, that there there was a thing in World of Warcraft like that. Like one of the developers died <laughs> when it was being developed and they put like a like a tomb like on the top of this like mountain that you had to like basically clip up and then there was like an angel like like a valkyrie like watching over the tomb and it said like his name and stuff on it and like i was like that's a cool like little hidden like you know like it's there god charging for a tribute if if all of the money went either towards his family or towards the cancer research Mm -hmm. absolutely no problems yeah like fine but no, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but it isn't all doing that. And in Europe and like in Japan, like it's it's not. It's it's just he's just a DLC character that you have to buy, which is just dude, like I, if I was his oh, family, man. I would like. Oh, dude, I I'd be upset. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. I'd burn down WB, which I'm already. <laughs> doing anyway. I'm outside their window right now. I have I have a box of Molotov cocktails. Thought that was the thought that was you know that that's the way you do it right when you're gonna burn a place down you use some Molotov cocktails that's make how a real statement <laughs> that's my calling card every time it happens you know it's me this is a I'm confession. Molotov cocktail man <laughs> they call me Molotov man I didn't have a lot of time to think that out 
<laughs> Here you go. <laughs> um, uh, I think there was. I'm pretty sure there was one more thing to this. Oh yeah, you, you can pre-order it right now. <laughs> like you can pre-purchase it. Dude, I would. There's. Ah, uh, God. There's. It's just, WB also screwed up injustice. By the way, just. In All case right. you don't know a lot of what WB when we said that they're like infamous for, they're like I mean they're all, they're like the Randy Pitchford of companies. Randy Pitchford's like yeah. the Randy Pitchford of people, but like right. W everyone that is an executive producer at WB is Randy Pitchford. Right. They're they're an entire an entire board of Pitchfords. <laughs> oh God. They're the Randy Pitchboard. <laughs> oh my God, Willa, stop! You always do this. Yo, I just Every realized. Time. I'm reading this article on IGN India. Because Show probably, Bob. <laughs> probably American IGN was uh, not gonna not gonna have a story like this. That figures. But um yeah. <laughs> that was that God. was just WB's grand slam. <laughs> I just can't imagine like I can't imagine how that ever got approved. <laughs> I can't either. Like Especially how, how? since they already knew they were on thin ice with people. Like, it already lost so much support from, like, the, uh, at, at least from the vocal, the vocal presence yeah. online. They had already lost so much support. Oh, I wasn't gonna buy it, and I love the first one. Like, <laughs> yeah. The first one's really good. Like, I wasn't And this gonna... one looked amazing. But nah. No, like no, oh, like oh, and and nah. and, it, uh-uh. and you know it's it's already got a season pass. I forgot to mention that on the well, yeah, well, earlier things. Uh, of course, does, does he come with a season pass? <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have the season pass <laughs> for tributes to people who die. <laughs> Three more characters to be revealed soon. <laughs> Everyone in the office just starts like looking around, like, "Wait, <laughs> wait, what? Wait, uh, any y'all uh, sick? Wait, is this is this three people who already died? No one answers their questions. <laughs> the doors just lock. They just lock. You just hear the click of the door. Oh god. Oh man. Uh, this is not gonna be <laughs> shocking content. I'm not gonna be monetized. It sucks. That shouldn't be that, that shocking. This is happening. No, no, I'm just saying. It, yeah. it, I'm not trying to make fun of this or this guy. I'm really just trying to make fun of WB because they deserve to no, be made yeah, fun of. No, yeah, that's like if he was that good of a guy and like had that yeah. cool of a like a, a reputation, like yeah, and he, he had was a legend. Put money on him. That's oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, we we can move on though. I'm getting my way, and I rarely get my way. I'm really happy that this is happening, and it feels good because it is such a controversial thing that I know I, I've been right in the whole time. Oh, we're talking about Xbox One is getting keyboard and mouse, and they they have they have confirmed that it's happening. Oh, I thought we were gonna do Creation Club. We'll do that next. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, that's I pretty just, cool though. Yeah, I that, say that's, I'm happy that's pretty that I'm, sweet. That I'm getting my way for once on something that is controversial, something that people are like, eh, it's gonna be unbalanced, and all these things that don't hold water when you say a PC has gamepad, mouse, keyboard. Ooh, what's the problem? I'm just glad that I'm getting my way. I'm just I'm gonna relish it. No, yeah, I I think it should have keyboard and mouse support, but anyone who uses a keyboard and mouse will automatically have some sort of advantage. But 
In some games, I can't of think course, of yeah. Like, but in the chances case, of you, I think that the people that are going to use a keyboard and mouse on an Xbox One are so like such a small margin of the people that own Xbox Ones that the yeah. chances of you getting into a game with them, a competitive game, consistently mm-hmm. is yeah. like no. Also, like, also think about the fact that people use people have modded controllers. People got elite controllers. They got stuff from Scuff. They they make stuff that is objectively better than the basic gamepad. So, yeah. you know, you, you can't police that, so why not just embrace it and have the skill ceiling rise on every game? Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I'm just, I, didn't, I actually didn't also, hear about that. So. Also, I don't, even, I don't even have to care that, I'm, that I could be wrong now because I'm getting my way. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. If you want to talk about Creation Club, Yeet. you can go at it. Okay, so Bethesda... Um, <clears throat> What was it like six months ago that they tried to like make? I think it was it was it at E3? No, 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 no. They tried to before that. They tried oh, to no, do that paid was a mods. while ago. Yeah, that they was, tried that to was do like tw- so, uh, 2015 maybe. So some people still insist on playing Skyrim and Fallout Four for some reason, and uh, <laughs> so like Bethesda Shocking tried to content like unmonetized. <laughs> Bethesda tried to make like. <laughs> Like, mods have always been a huge com- part of, like, any, like, big gaming any community. Game. Like, PC. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they've always been, like, free and they're fun and, like, they mm-hmm. are kind of sometimes... Used to be, like, dangerous to put on your computer because they could, like, you know, corrupt your game files and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's long so gone. not the yeah. case now. Like, that, that's, so, like, maybe eight years ago. A long time ago, Bethesda... Or, like, several months ago, Bethesda tried to go for paid mods and everyone rightfully freaked out about it. And so Bethesda was right. like, oh, it's like... And like, just like, no, we didn't mean that. And so they just like backed off of it. <laughs> like, and yeah, then we, just, E3, we just didn't think that one through. <laughs> yeah, and then at E three they announced Creation Club, <laughs> which was supposed to let modders work with Bethesda as actual like game developers, and then you could use credits. Obviously, that real money they could they could, they were <clears throat> advertising it as mini DLC. They still don't call them mods; they call them mini DLC. Which is they another says, way of saying microtransactions. So, dude, you're you're going between paid mods or microtransactions. Pick your poison. Neither well, of these no, look good. The, their big thing was they don't care that it's microtransactions. They they want you to make to be sure that this isn't a paid mod. So uh, when they were Howard, advertising it, Todd Howard made a statement saying Fallout Four will never have microtransactions. So if they are saying it's microtransactions, I mean he's still a liar. It just like regardless. works. But, uh... <laughs> no, um... So, the way Creation Club was supposed to work, it was supposed to let modders <laughs> work with Bethesda, like, as actual developers, and get paid for their mods, which they're not... Remember, Bethesda never said mods. Um, so, you know, so they can get paid, and then, like, people can pay for their mods because it's a safer, easier way to do it. Which, yeah. at first, I was like, that's just paid mods, <clears> but I was like, as long as the modders are seeing some sort of financial, like reimbursement for it because you can still always go get free mods but if you wanted to support that modder other than like patreon i was like that's cool but apparently Mm -hmm. creation club not only is built into your game so if you if you have fallout 4 even if you're like i'll just never use creation club it's built into the game so it automatically downloads every asset on the creation club (gasps) is downloaded every asset know about this yeah, every asset that's on the creation club is downloaded on your hard drive takes up space and you can't access it um, without like the proper plugins, which you obviously have to pay for. So like oh you, oh my god! 
So, and that will constantly keep going up. So the more yeah. stuff they add on Creation Club, it just bites away at your hard drive. And that's well, if you just want to play the game. Like, <laughs> like with no mods. Yeah, it, oh even with like, free mods. And so, so that's really crappy. And then also, <laughs> they promised that everything on the Creation Club would not be a pre-existing mod. You couldn't use pre-existing mods. They told the, the modders that. They're like, you know, Isn't that no sin- all that's there right now? Yeah, they were like, no submitting pre-existing mods. Everything on the store is a pre-existing mod. Yeah, like someone already made it for free. I also, yeah. and I don't know, I only saw two examples of this, but the two examples that I saw, the paid versions were significantly inferior to the free oh, ones. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The <laughs> Chinese armor, stealth armor looks worse, and the one's yep. like black armor, and it just barely makes your armor darker. And it's like $2.50. $3.50. Oh but the modders themselves are, this is a rumor, but the modders mm-hmm. themselves are only getting paid from between two hundred and a thousand dollars for their mod, and only one time. As soon as they sell that mod, Bethesda gets the rights and oh any gosh. royalties off of. So they never see any royalties. That was that is not a uh, <laughs> a philanthropic approach no, like, that you're taking all. Bethesda. That is not you saying this is. Oh, we're looking for a way that mods can make money. <laughs> And that, mean, or that the, means the, that they can like absolutely use them in other games though so like yeah. if fallout 5 comes out and they're like oh this armor was really popular we'll just take it the person that created that yeah they don't sees get any no more money yeah like nothing at all <laughs> i was like dude the hell like this, wb this was... tops we should have started with this and then gone to wb because profiting off cancer is a lot <laughs> a lot worse well, than profiting off modders here's the thing i think wb is actually just a venomous snake like true 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 actually like personified evil incarnate i think bethesda is just a meme yeah they just don't (laughs) know they're just like "Eh." i think i think they're just a disabled bull like it's got a limp and it's just running through it's running through a grocery store (laughs) (laughs) trying to like um, try, trying to make a case for veganism. Like, arr, arr. <laughs> like running people over because it can't keep its balance. Someone put it down or make it make Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our two options. Yeah, he, but he's that trying was... to tell me it's for the greater good, but he just impaled my friend in his horn. <laughs> he's saying, I didn't know what I was doing. That was an accident. But then he pulled it out and immediately thrust it back in. There's now two different holes. One is bleeding out. Shocking content. <laughs> right. Unmonetized. Unmonetized. <laughs> um, no, but that's, yeah, that's insane that both companies have screwed up so badly. This close together. I think they're just competing. One of them is depressing. The other is actually just kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like, one is just like, oh, okay. Like, it kills me that they, like, will not admit that they're paid mods. I know. It it would be so much better if they were just like, yeah, they're paid mods. They haven't even reached a new low. And, like, we can't even be surprised. It's just like, Bethesda. (laughs) You're you're telling the same jokes now. But I think that's part of why it's funny. You made Doom. 
How did you do this? Accidentally happened. How did you make Doom and then continue being Bethesda after that experience? That's like that's like you know going on some kind of life changing vision quest or like going and becoming a monk for a few years and then you get home and you just go back to doing the same stuff you were doing before. Like nothing changed. (laughs) Just can't even. Anyway, Uh, no. I don't know how he how I that's you you were saying you wish we would have done this before doing uh Shadow of War but I think those are the two top stories and I think everything after that is just going to be bringing it down. I mean, it sucks that Lawbreakers yeah. is basically dead on oh, PC. Yeah. It, I mean, Lawbreakers <sighs> they made a lot of bad decisions that kind of it was their own fault that it failed. Yeah. And they were honest mistakes. Yeah, and it, it I think sucks. it was Cliffy. I think it was Cliffy B thinking his name holds a lot more glory than it still does. Yeah, because he has a, he wasn't involved with Gears Four, was he? No, he doesn't have the same name recognition. And yeah, since Gears Four was pretty universally liked by critics, at least, uh, I think maybe people kind of realized uh, don't really need Cliffy B. I guess. Yeah, like. I, like I've talked about Cliffy B, and like hardly anyone at, at will know who I'm talking about. Like I have yeah, to be it, like, I have to be like, he's the guy that did Gears of War, and they're like, oh yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. I think maybe a year before Gears Three came out, or like the 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 time leading up to Gears Three's release, that was when everyone knew who Cliffy B was. Yeah, like, that was when he was kind of the he was the the trending uh, game industry rock star at the time, and he's he's so he's so not that anymore. Which is, I mean. It, he took a. I mean, he retired for such a long time, and then he came back without. He came out with an independent studio instead of. You know what? I think this actually, it probably would have been better if he had done it as a Kickstarter. He came like, back way too arrogant too. Like he yeah. he was like he's like this is a one billion dollar IP, and it's like dude like there's like seven hundred people playing your game at like peak hours in the first like week that it released like yeah, I think. But see, like he he was quoted as saying like, I want to make another billion dollar IP like like that's the pitch he gave different companies like publishers. Yeah, and, well, it, the and no thing one, is, no one picked it up. It was just it was Nexon that picked it up, and Nexon is Nexon's not small. Like Nexon's probably yeah. one of the biggest South Korean publishers, but they they mainly do like free to play stuff, and. Maybe this wasn't the right business model, and they didn't really know how to market it because it isn't free to play. So maybe, maybe they didn't have the know-how to kind of back the marketing you need for a like a retail release. Yeah, they absolutely <clears throat> didn't know how to market it because on any they should have stressed that it's not Overwatch because I've seen like a ton of like first impression videos and they're like, oh, so it's kind of like Overwatch, and I'm like, yeah, and it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It doesn't. It, on the surface, yes, I can see why you. Would, but that's the same as saying like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, are the same game on the surface. Yeah, I mean, you, you basically. Yeah, there are two guys who fight. There are people in a room who shoot. Yeah, like, and there's a crazy cast of characters, and like, so I can kind of see yeah, where yeah. you're like, yeah, those are kind of the same, but that's just mm-hmm. genre. Like, you're just pointing out genre at that point, right? Like, it's <clears throat> Lawbreakers plays really fun. I think Lawbreakers. Is lacking, and it's weird to say this, but I think it's lacking a lot of attitude. Also, because when I played it, I, none of the characters are familiar, or like I didn't remember them. Like I, I still, I can't think of what a single one of them was called. I can't remember any of their names. I can remember that the uh, the Breakers side gunslinger 
I really like his design. He's got like that that cool like horn big thing. visor thing. Yeah. Like that's on his eyes. And I remember the I can't remember if it was the Law or the Breaker's side of one of the Titans was really cool. As far as like character design, but I, I don't remember them as characters. I just remember them as kind of what they yeah, look like. Yeah, like I don't remember them saying much. I don't remember them like interacting dude, like Yeah. Yeah, there's no interactions that are really like of note, which is I mean, that's something even Black Ops 3 had, like in spades. Like, they had Dude, that was so good, yeah. What did <clears throat> they do to you? Which, yeah, which think about a Call of Duty game having better character interactions than a hero shooter. That's, Call that's of saying Duke. something. Yeah. I guess, now that I made myself sad about Lawbreakers, I guess we can jump on to... <laughs> uh, well, here's what actually made me want to talk about it. it they oh, okay. said... They said that they're they're not slowing down the production of the new content at all. Like they said, people yeah. who bought it and people who are playing it, don't worry, we still got the same maps and features, and the new character the new character class is still coming out, and it's all going to be on schedule. So they're saying, yeah, we know it didn't do too great, but we're not going to throw you guys under the bus because you did buy it knowing this was coming. So, well, that's, that's respectable. That's good for those people, at least. You know, that's not a yeah. WB move. <clears throat> Or an EA move where they canceled all of the future expansions for Mass Effect Andromeda because it didn't do as well as they wanted it to. Dude, even I, though I couldn't believe that, like when they said that, I laughed about it. But I was like, if I had bought that game, I would like oh, yeah. demand a refund. Like that was like that only rewarded the people that didn't buy the game because they were skeptical. Which hey, good thing the skeptics got rewarded for once. But it sucks that the people that were like, I'm gonna give it a try. I like Mass Effect. Just kind of got. Uh, Kind of got stepped on. God, it's so it's so ugly. I watched uh, Crobat's or Crobcat, whatever his name is. Crobcat, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I watched his uh, video on it again today. I was like, how? How in the world? Like, why? Five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about ripping my headphones up. Uh, I guess we could jump on to the World War Two beta. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, which we have two uh, differing. I, I think our I think our base opinion. I think it just comes it's the down. Same. I think a lot of the stuff we disagree on comes down to the kinds of things we like in games, yeah. The kinds of things, specifically, I dislike in games. But um, I think what I can say that's good about it are things that are really good sound to design. have this early. Like, okay, well, yeah, I love the game sound design. The sound design it's is incredible. incredible. Like, like the campaign is going to be incredible, and oh, the zombies man. the zombies yeah. will probably be crazy scary. Just because of the, like, I can't imagine how it's going to sound. Yeah, it, it's it's not just, uh, it's not the way Call of Duty has always sounded, which has always been good enough and always really good for competitive play, where if you want to hear these, you know, if you want to hear footsteps, yeah. if you want to hear gunshots, you can find them, but it was everything. It was like, if there was a fire that you walk by, even if it's just a little fire, you can hear it and, like... The surround was great in headphones and yeah the immersion like, the immersion of that was is like when they were like bomber coming in or like you know fighter oh, pilot yeah. coming in i was like ah run yeah like, i couldn't tell him. if i was even close to being hit but i could just like like coming you, down over me you could hear him coming and there was one time where they were like uh glide bomb incoming and i could hear like the scream of the yeah. missile coming after me i could hear it getting closer and i like dove into shelter and it just blew up right behind me and like uh had that that kind of uh, that crack sound that you're supposed yeah. to have when explosion is close. Like, when it's far away, it's a boom. But when it's close, it was a crack. And I was like, y 
that was good. Like, yeah. that was one of the moments in the game where I was like, this this is what this is what they're going after. Like, at, at every turn, they're going after those moments. Like, even in... Uh, this is okay. This is an approach that I haven't seen another Call of Duty try to do. They're going for moments rather than like trying to make everything kind of solid, like a good baseline, which is part of my criticisms. But um, when when there are really good moments that that like they're gonna stick in your head, where it's like, oh, dude, remember when this happened? They're nailing that. And yeah, absolutely. instead of having a final kill cam, they're using the Overwatch kind of thing, where it was like, here was play the play of the game. Of the game. <clears throat> and I should have gotten know, that like three times, and I did. I haven't gotten it once. I was pretty angry. <laughs> I got about it like it. I got it three times, and it was when I was using the SMGs because the SMGs are really overpowered. But it was see, always it was cool to see it happen where it's like, uh, <clears throat> I'm used to seeing that in Overwatch, and Overwatch is more of a class based thing. And every time there's a play of the game, it's like, oh, someone ulted. Yeah, someone ulted really well. <laughs> so, like, someone someone got gotten the, the perfect situation to ult at the perfect time, and that's what it's going to be every time. Or Bastion sat in a corner. With this, it was like I was actually excited to see it because sometimes it was like, uh, it, sometimes it was like someone coming up behind a bunch of guys. Sometimes it was like someone standing their ground and just taking out like everyone that came yeah. at them. And then one time it was a guy that got like three perfect quick scopes in a row, and I was like, I'm getting to see. YouTube 2008 every time a game finishes like this is awesome so yeah. that's really good and the best thing I can say about the game which is a really good thing to say about any online game is I never had a single problem with any lag or connection or like it never kicked me you out see, of the game I never had weird. a drop connection oh really yeah I didn't have a drop connection but I had like random lag <clears throat> lag, lag spikes and I was like why? That's frustrating. What does this happen? But it was towards the end, so maybe it was maybe that was when most of the players were on. I don't know. That could have been it. Um, <clears throat> with, with a lot of Call of Duty games, and I think it's because Call of Duty is still running on older technology, or it's running on like older architecture. As much as they keep updating it, I think like Black Ops Three, it really showed that they were using old tech. Because when that game would get hit with lag, it was, like, devastating. Like, yeah. you, you'd be, like, getting rubber banded all over the place. And I was like, I, other games, I haven't had to deal with rubber banding since, like, Gears of War 2. But it happened a lot. And it, or, okay, when it would happen, it was bad in Black Ops 3. I didn't encounter any, any at all in World War 2. And I played it for probably a total of 24 hours. And I, I never, I never felt like I got cheated out of something that I, I was like, I would have earned that had I not been screwed up by lag. Like I never felt that, and that is magical for yeah. a uh, an online game. Like that is, that's, ooh, that's the special ooh. sauce that you gotta have. Like that, that'll make it, that'll make sure that no matter how mechanically uh, frustrating I find your game, it's probably at least gonna be a solid eight. Yeah, Just because, I, I mean, nothing's going wrong. It's all going by design. See, I really... I think that's what I liked, because... Well, that was one of the things we talked about, was the... It was, like, a more slowed down... But I kind of enjoyed that, because I felt like it made the intense moments more intense. Because I feel like in Black Ops 3 and Infinite Warfare, I never had intense moments, because if I started getting shot at, I was, like, 100 yards away, like, immediately. Because I would just, like, boost and sprint and slide, and I was like, oh, I'm out of it, like... But, like, okay. in World War Two, when someone would, like, be, like, firing down on me or, like, and a grenade would be near me, I'd be, like, 
I can't run. Like I, I'm like here. Like I'm gonna see this one out. Like, oh, like you're kind of stuck. Yeah, and I kept getting killed from behind at first because my first reaction was to turn and just abandon the fight and like, you know, try to set up a different, uh, either a flank or like let them come to mm-hmm. me. But like this, I was just like, I'm too slow to turn, so I need to throw a grenade and and come out fighting or like just strafe across shooting. Like you know, have some so sort of movement going. You value tension more. I value. Oh yeah, absolutely. I value options more. That's that's where the uh, that's where almost all of my design criticisms come from. Is there's not enough options for me when I'm playing, and it sucks because I mean, uh, what I've been playing for the past three years has conditioned me to to assume I have options. I, even yeah. you know outside of Call of Duty, I've been playing Titanfall and Doom. And, uh... Doom. I mean... And Doom and Titanfall and... No, hang on. I know. I'm just <laughs> messing with you. <laughs> well, and, and just, like... I mean, even, even like, Gears 4 was, like, sped up from the previous games. Like, it... it I got accustomed to things getting faster and faster, and then World War II slows everything down significantly, not just from its predecessors, but from, like, most of what... I had been playing. So, uh, see, I kind of like that though. I like that step back and like the immersion. I do wish that the creative class was still there because you can put whatever gun you want on whatever like division you're in, which is why I don't understand why we have divisions. Yeah. I'm like, it's just, it's just perk. All you're doing is regulating perks at this point. You're just constricting perks. You're not constricting guns. I can still put whatever I want on guns other than like suppressors. Suppressors yeah. only SMGs. Also, I disagree only, about SMGs only, being only overpowered. S- the grease gun and the Top 100 were awful. But yeah, the, no, they were garbage. The, the but PP, the PBSH, the PBSH yeah. and the Thompson dominate the entire game. I never got to the Thompson, but the PBSH like is just a win button. Like the PBSH, basically, you've won every single engagement in all ranges. Like the PBSH uh, yeah. is like a five-shot kill across the map. And it fires extremely fast with really... It still has high recoil, but it's consistent. You always know which direction it's going. It's basically the Hamas from Black Ops 1. I was talking... That's what I was telling. Alexa was here when I was playing it. And, of course, she didn't understand it. But I was sitting there like... I was like, man, I shouldn't be able to hit this dude from, like, 100 yards away. And (laughs) it did the same amount of damage it does, like, right in front of him. Because sometimes, like... Yeah, the gun balance was definitely... Like, I was having flashbacks to Advanced Warfare... But that can be fixed. The problem is it's Sledgehammer, and they tend to not fix things until it's two years after the game came out. Yeah, until it's, like, way, way, way. But actually, two years later, Advanced Warfare's big weapon balance patch came out and finally took the two viable guns, like, took them down a couple tiers. Two years! Two other Call of Duty games were already (laughs) out. (laughs) Maybe they've learned. Ah, man, I hope so. Maybe I'd I I like I, I, to like the game, but the beta didn't leave a very good impression. And it's the gun balance that can be fixed. Uh, like connection speed, even if that was a problem, like that can be fixed. I think it's just it's actual design choices that I disagree with that make me feel like I just don't want to get it because it's like these aren't the things they're going to fix. These are things that are here on purpose and it's because of a difference in opinion that they're in here not because i'm objectively right in all cases yeah see in my opinion the 60 bucks 
is worth it because well for one i actually the more i played like when i first started playing it i was like oh this kind of sucks like and i was telling alexa that and then like the i played it the second day and i was actually like having a lot of fun and having like really intense moments and i was like no i was like this is fun like i was using the machine like the machine gun and i was actually like mounting it on windows and like mounting it and like holding my ground and then using the dude the sniping is finally like how i always remember it being <laughs> except what for the quick like trying to use snipers in the <clears throat> new ones is so hard because everyone's like pop 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 pop, pop oh. like oh, all yeah, over the place it, yeah everyone's so mobile yeah and so i was like finally like i can i can sit here and snipe like sniping is a realistic realistic option for me and so i was like no i actually like this so the 60 bucks is worth it for me but i'm thinking even if the multiplayer wasn't like what i wanted like specifically like kind of how you're saying yeah the campaign and the zombies will probably justify it yeah advanced and- warfare had a good campaign so i can trust sledgehammer with that and the trailers for the campaign have all looked just like stellar and it's like oh man i didn't even know that i had missed world war Two this much like yeah. seeing it with new technology like i, I didn't really pay attention to any like like uh, I, I didn't look at anything like Red Orchestra 2. Like, I'm talking about recent World yeah, War II yeah. games. I haven't paid any attention to them because I didn't think I wanted to go back to it. I thought I was still tired of it. But, nah. The the trailers for the campaign look, look fantastic. Yeah, they do. And <clears throat> Advanced Warfare had pretty good zombies towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, it had good zombies, but it only had four maps. And they started, like, it started with DLC. Like, there was no zombies in the game originally so you got like four f- four kind of basic maps that they didn't really experiment much with but they're saying that they're making this zombies their own and like gonna do things differently and they're focusing on making it scary and like that's uh, enough for me a, a focus on like actually like they're, they're saying they want you to want to play co-op because as it stands, unless you know the person and you're hanging out with them, Call of Duty Zombies co-op is a nightmare because it's so easy and so common for your teammates to just completely screw you over. Yeah. And like, or they, or you can just play with Jan and and he'll also <laughs> screw you over. Just out of sheer incompetence. Uh, but yeah, that's another God, real problem. We definitely need to do like a let's play of playing with Jan because like we'll literally like. We played Black Ops. Black Ops 3 was the first one I ever played with Jan. Like the zombie mode. <laughs> yeah, and like, me, me I would like pick him up and then run like 15 feet and Jan would be like, oh damn it, I'm down again. And I'm like, <laughs> run, move, what are you doing? I actually witnessed, I, I, I brought him, I revived him and I was like, you know where to go to get quicker or to get uh, Juggernaut, right? And he was like, yeah, I know. I was like, cool. I revived him and he sprinted up to like up some some narrow stairs into like four zombies that were coming down the stairs and it's like, yes, Jan, that's the right direction to get to the Juggernaut. But you ran into the zombies and they just knocked him down. And I was like, I'm not getting you back up and I left. Like, I gotta go. <laughs> Poor Eon. But yeah, yeah um, anyway. They're uh, saying they're gonna, they wanna make it to where teamwork is rewarding and where you'll want to play with teams. But they also said, you know, we're not gonna make it to where you can't play solo. They should also, see, in my opinion, if the campaign's good enough, the zombies are good enough, if Yon and I get it, I always have, even with bad games, I always have fun. Yeah. Playing with friends, like, <clears throat> which I don't think it's bad. I, I had plenty of fun playing it, like. Mm hmm. 
I'm even saying if, the, I'll finish the campaign, maybe play it once again or once more if I really like it. The zombies I could actually probably get a lot of mileage out of, but I'm just gonna feel like I paid sixty dollars for a game that I that I right now don't really enjoy the multiplayer for. So eh, I I I can't really justify it to myself right now. Yeah. If if they made some adjustments or even just like <clears throat> like Infinite Warfare did a good thing where every week they have uh, some unique mode that like throws one rule of the game out the window. Like uh, Hyper Team Deathmatch has like accelerated uh, payloads, like the ults that you would get. So you yeah. just like you have one like every couple spawns so it's like a game full of power weapons uh they they also had um sometimes they would do crap i can't remember the name of it 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 was another mode where it was like your score streaks would never reset so everyone would equip the three most expensive score streaks and it was just like a mech battle the entire game i hope that world war ii does stuff like that and maybe like has a mode where it's like uh you can equip like three three extra perks or like every every time you get a kill you get a random perk added to your character so you know you don't feel like you're just stuck into okay <clears throat> i was i was going to say stuck into into a role but the problem with the game as it is right now there are no roles like yeah you have their goal was to make things more specialized but they removed a bunch of options for specialization. Like, you can't make a full stealth class. To make a full stealth class, you would need aspects from two different divisions to combine. Like, if you are the uh, the mountain division, which is the snipers, you can get the stuff where it's like, you don't appear on the radar, your footsteps are quieter, uh, and stuff like that, but you can't use a silencer. So every time you fire your gun, you're on the map, everyone knows where you are. And like, at least the past like five or six Call of Duties, you could actually build a stealth class. But when you built the stealth class, it was always at the cost of other things that you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to really specialize into this one area and I'm just going to stay off the map and I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to be conservative because I'm, I'm sacrificing uh, gun speed, I'm sacrificing mobility. <clears throat> so you actually could specialize. Or you could just not specialize. You could make a mess. And that was up to you. Uh, s- same thing with like Resistance, like equipping all of the resistance perks and like making yourself as much of a tank as you could be in a Call of Duty game. Yeah. Like, you don't have those same options. And some of the some of the things that are unique to a couple of the classes make no sense with their role. Like the medium range, which is the the infantry, they're supposed they're like the assault rifle guys. They're supposed to be encouraged to use the assault rifles. They have like one of their unique perks is to move faster while aiming down sights. And I'm like, that sounds like an SMG or like a, a, a fast character perk. And their unique ability is the bayonet charge, which gives you like basically a knife lunge. And I'm like, why is the medium range class being given the knife lunge? Yeah, that, that doesn't make... <clears throat> and then the, uh, uh, the, shot, the shotgun class is basically just an excuse for Call of Duty to make terrible shotguns again, because it's, like, the expedition 
uh, division. They're like based around equipment and like grenades and tacticals and stuff like that. Stuff that really uh, isn't very valuable in most Call of Duty gameplay. Like Call of Duty gameplay, 90% of the time comes down to gun skill versus gun skill, and none of the none of the perks for the expedition class help that. And shotguns. Every time you're using shotguns in a Call of Duty game. You're stacking it with a bunch of perks that make you faster or quieter so you can actually get close to someone to get a kill. Yeah. Or you're, like, loading it with perks to fix its range and its firing speed and its spread because shotguns are just made to be awful in every Call of Duty game and you have to, like, compensate with them somehow. And the way that you should be able to compensate by choosing the Expedition Division and using the shotgun, their unique ability is to load incendiary shells into the shotguns. And they suck where they are right now. Okay, Unless, so wait, wait, wait. What, is, what do the incendiary shells do? Because I they, was wondering. I was like, why would I load and unload these? Like, Well, <clears throat> at the beginning of your spawn, you have four incendiary shells. Yeah. Whether it's the pump action, the semi-auto, or the double barrel, you'll have four. And uh, they fire in a really wide spread... They don't do hardly any damage on contact. And basically all they do is help you have a higher chance of getting an assist after they've already killed you because the shotguns don't kill anyone. They set the person on fire, but even if you set them on fire, it's not a guaranteed kill. Like, the fire will just dissipate. It feels like a mix of marked target from Infinite Warfare, which made it to where it would delay their health regen... And that was a that was a phantom. That was like a sniper perk. Which is like, yeah, if you get a hit marker, you don't want the guy to heal before you can hit him again. Um, but with the shotguns, you're so close that if you lose the gunfight, like if he doesn't die immediately, you're going to die. So yeah, his, yeah. his slowed down health regen is meaningless to you in the long run. So you're, you're primarily put into a support role. And they haven't changed the game... To be a to be totally class and like specialist based to be like okay here we need a support character it just makes it to where the support character is useless so the way to make shotguns viable is to go into the airborne division with all of the speed perks equipped equip the perk that lets you fire while sprinting while having the faster and longer sprint and sacrifice the useless incendiary shells because they are useless. Uh, <clears throat> and sacrifice the ability to have a sniper or to have a silencer on your SMG because only SMGs have silencers. To be fair, shotgun silencers or shotgun suppressors barely exist right now and definitely didn't exist in World War II. However, I don't think I should have to care because you can be a female black Nazi. So, I don't think. Uh, Worrying about realism was the biggest priority, so uh, yeah, that's, I can't that's give them that excuse. <laughs> when people were like complimenting, like the like the realist, the, the authenticity, realism of, yeah, of like the guns, I was like, okay, but also <laughs> there's some <laughs> stuff that is not like either go for it or don't go for it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think... mean, you you could keep it grounded and still have like <clears throat> Here's kind the of thing. crazy attachments to your guns. Like, yeah, I, I think I should be able to dual wield. Walther P.O.8s if I can be a black woman in the Nazi infantry. Yeah. Like, I I don't think that is asking too much at all 
to have dual wielding weapons or to be able to reload while sprinting which is another thing that i didn't want call of duty to go back to having to stop to reload because no other game does that like actually battlefield might do it i guess yeah, that's I'm not uh, sure that's the only one comparable to it but basically every other game will let me reload while sprinting gears lets me reload while sprinting uh, Doom is basically a, a 100% sprint the entire time. You don't even reload in Doom. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You reload the uh, the double barrel and that's it. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. But uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I had fun. And but it, I also enjoy one of my favorite shooters is Siege, which you probably right. would have no fun with because you don't. There's like no customization. Yeah, but at least with Siege, they totally commit to the class and, like, character shooter Yeah, system, each class like, has a... Yeah, you have a role, and you're very specialized, so... I would... I'll, I'll probably get World War II on launch day, but I would much prefer it if they eventually scrap the division system in an update, and they're just like... Or even keep yeah. the divisions, but just be like, choose your perks. Like, I mean, yeah, this was a dumb idea. Or at least, I mean... Uh, never say never, of course, because like Titanfall Two fixed a lot of their stupid decisions they made with that this year. They finally actually made it feel like a sequel to the original. So who knows? Maybe maybe they'll give us uh, three basic training perks to pick, you know, so we can actually have the perk system back. Uh, let us have more than just two attachments on a gun. Yeah. Well, my, my add thing silencers too is... to everything. At least I don't, add silencers to, uh, like, the assault rifles. But add silencers to the stuff that had silencers in World at War. Like, we yeah. know they existed. At least flash hiders, maybe. Yeah. My, th- my thinking is that Sledgehammer's going to do their World War II games. Black Ops is going to do their trippy psych- psycho sci-fi things. But I'm I hoping, sure hope so. I'm hoping each multiplayer changes. Even if the next, even if Sledgehammer's next game has divisions in it, I hope Treyarchs doesn't. I hope it goes back to their creative yeah. class because would, they're more they're creative with the, like their weapons attachments. Even yeah. if it's like a historical shooter again, like yeah, I, I'm a hundred percent for the three different companies, Call of Duties, becoming less and less like each other as time yeah, goes on. Yeah, absolutely. And I I like <clears throat> I think Treyarch has been doing this the whole time. They've just been like, we're really trying to just make this our own thing because like. Black Ops 2 feels like a direct sequel to Black Ops 1. Black Ops 3 feels like a direct sequel to Black Ops 2. Like, in in the perks and the weapons they had and yeah. the tone. Like, all of it felt like Black Ops. While Ghosts had very little in common with Black Ops 2. Which is probably why people didn't like it, actually. But, um... Yeah, I haven't I, heard anyone praise the Division system yet, so... Yeah, me neither. It's it's it almost feels like a pill we have to swallow, which is not that should not be how people feel about your uh, your your class system because like Call of Duty Four made its name by having the leveling up system, the unlock system, and having create a class like that was why Modern Warfare One was a big like revolutionary smash hit that changed first person shooters forever was they had that kind of uh, RPG element of making your own character and specializing them in the ways that you wanted. Even if they were uh, not super, like, over the top at the time. Like, 
Yeah, here's the the. You know what? Uh, the, it what my big complaint about the beta was the UI is. Oh, it's bad. It's awful. Not well, not the UI in game. The UI, the menus, are like yeah, choosing the menus. Like I was like, what? Where am I? Where is everything? Like I thought it was like broken because I was like sitting and looking at it, and I was like, it must still be loading. And then and- I was like. Oh no! Wait, I just hit RB. Never mind. And okay, here's a big thing. See, okay, people can say what they want about uh, what what they dislike about Infinite Warfare, be it the setting or game design choices, or just not enjoying it. The fact is, objectively, Infinite Warfare's menus and loading were all better than any Call of Duty up to this point. Like the menus are clean and slick and direct, and you can find things easily. And Every time uh, a map gets chosen when you're in the lobby, it starts loading it while you're still there being able to change in your, you know, ch- modify your classes or even leave the game. The, the map is being loaded. And then when it actually says, all right, match starting, you're waiting not even five seconds before the game yeah. has already started. There's no, there's no card showing you, you know, this, uh, this action shot from the map and saying here's the title and a little loading thing going by like that was the past like we were we were done with that now after infinite warfare like it was like everything is slick the menus don't have lag i don't know if you remember but advanced warfare's menus were extremely laggy and coming coming back from each game there was that pausing moment where nothing would work and you just had to wait like that was gone uh black ops 3 didn't have that too bad but black ops 3 took a really long time to load maps and starting the game took forever. Infinite Warfare, you 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 hit start game. The first uh, company logo start shows up. You just hit start, skip it, and now you're in the multiplayer menu. Like everything was uh, minimalist and fast and just worked. And that is not there on World War Two. World War Two has a very clunky menus, very long load times, and it's like. <sighs> You guys should learn some things from each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, God, the minis were so bad. Like, I, I just, I was like, what am I, am I, like, I was actually confused. I, I was like, I look like I've never played a video game before trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be going. <laughs> yeah, there were some times where I thought I had left the lobby and I hadn't. I had just tabbed over. Yeah. Like, they, even when you're in the lobby, they put everything in tabs, whereas, like, that's asking so much more of someone than just putting it in a simple, like, lined up, drop down menu. Okay, um. Here's Reddit. Apparently, this is the. Someone gathered, like, all the complaints that everyone had that they want to change from the beta. Okay. Um, one well, is. We'll read that off as the last thing for this episode. Yeah. One is muzzle flash reduction so you can see why you shoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, the uh, muzzle flashes look crappy. Yeah. Uh, okay, I agree with this. In battle chatter, enemy team callout should be muted or much quieter. As of now, battle chatter gives out our location much too often rather than help teammates. Yeah. I agree. And also, when I was playing the war mode, like when they're building the bridge, every time they would start building it, it'd be like, they're building the bridge! And if they stopped and started like a second later, he oh, would yeah. just say that same line. And I was just like... It was very annoying. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I was just like... It was kind of driving me to do better because I was just like popping them every time they started. Like, I was just like, "Stop building <laughs> the bridge! Stop playing one of those same four sound bites." <laughs> uh, enemy names shouldn't be able to see the name tags of enemies you can't visually see. I didn't have a problem with that. I never. I don't think that. I noticed that, but uh, yeah, reload sounds. Happening. 
Oh, no, this is wrong. Reload sound. Some guns reload very loudly. The M1 Garand. Yeah. Oh, that's the point. No, the, the Garand the sexiest, was known for that. Yeah, it's the sexiest reload sound of all time. It's it's also kind of, you know, the risk you take with the Garand is that you can't stay hidden. Just like you couldn't stay hidden with a Garand in World War II. It was yeah. so loud. Bing! Uh, spawning. I didn't have a problem with the spawns. I had a lot of problems with spawns. but I didn't like hardly at all. I had problems. I had problems forcing spawn changes, because like if my team was doing really bad on one side of the map, because it almost played like front lines, like where we almost spawned, you know, consistently in that same little area. But if we were doing like bad on that side, I would. Which sneak, mode are you talking about? Just deathmatch. I would sneak I got around. The opposite experience. Go lay down. I would do the. Um, I would like sneak and run to the other side and try to stay in their spawn, just hidden. To force a spawn change, you know, to be like, don't yeah. spawn near me, spawn. Spawns. Yeah. And it would take so long. Um, uh, I got the issue where the spawn areas were so sprawling on every map that I would spawn and just be not only not near any of the enemies, but not near any of my teammates. So I then had to, like, run over to my teammates. And sometimes, just because people will move in whatever direction they're going to move, I end up getting spawned closer to enemies. So See, I never no, I, I didn't notice that at all. That I mean, I could have just been lucky. Could have gotten lucky. Um, oh, secondary okay. attachment. I'll say it was specifically on one map that that kept happening. It was the one with the uh, Gibraltar. I don't think so. It, it was it was the one that was really. Uh, it had that narrow area in the middle with like the two buildings that had been. That's the one that it didn't happen to up. me at all. That That's happened, the one. happened to me there every single time I was getting spawned near an enemy or like. 12 steps from one. I was thinking either Gibraltar or the one in the forest. With the... The one in the forest, I can kind of see why it would be happening, because it's a pretty small map. Yeah. There was one map that I only played once, and I never got to play it again, but it was like the beachside bunkers and stuff. Oh, dude, Point du Hawk? Yeah, I got to play it once. I actually really liked that one, because it was trench warfare. I did too, and I only played it once, like... Uh, I'm sorry, people, but these are the facts. If you're not going to have mobility options, make a corridor shooter. Yeah, absolutely. Like, those tight corners and stuff like that, that feels exciting. That feels good. Having the big sprawling things while you're a slow, normal human being who has to keep stopping his sprint to breathe, that feels like a marathon. They need to increase the speed, the sprint yeah. duration. Because it is like way too slow on some characters, or way too short on some characters. You know, I'm kind of hoping they go back to like the Modern War. There's a map on Modern Warfare 2 that was really good. It was like the big open. Oh, you mean like every map in Modern Warfare 2? Yeah. It was like a big open like field, but then they had like the trenches and everything like beneath that you could. So you could have the sniper play. Oh, what Uh, was that? There's like a helicopter, a graveyard, a church. Yeah. Wasn't that. uh, It was one of the best uh, Spec Ops maps. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. Um. Let's see. Secondary attachment makes sense to have one as a standard because why use the duelist perk just to get a Kimbo and pistols, which only takes up one attachment? I don't. I don't. Not a hundred percent sure what that's trying to say. Yeah, me neither. Uh, basic training: the ability to have two. This new system can be balanced using the pick ten systems. Oh, oh, oh! I just realized what they meant by that. You can't have any uh, attachments on pistols unless you equip the basic training that lets you have two attachments on pistols. Ooh. So just give us the one by default, and then have the perk be 
us getting an extra one. Yeah, that that didn't really make any sense to me. I think I was confused by that for I think for a while. Yeah, I must have just been convinced that there were no attachments on sidearms. That's why I thought there wasn't a Kimbo. Oh, okay. Huh. I didn't notice it. Uh, basic training. The ability to have two. This new system can be balanced using the pick ten systems, three groups of perks, instead of just a straight 15 of perks to mix and match. Yeah. Definitely at least two. Maybe even three. Because right now, you're the soldiers just, they can't do enough. Like, you don't... Yeah. This is what I was saying earlier. I, there aren't as, there aren't enough options for each individual character. Yeah. Um, footsteps, a sound reduction for the footsteps of teammates. As of now, teammates' footsteps are very audible, uh, but enemies seem to have be dead silent most of the time. Yeah. Footsteps need uh, to be louder. That, or they need to include a perk that uh, silences teammate footsteps and amplifies enemy footsteps. Um, let's see. And, I don't agree with this one. Ambient noise, slot reduction will aid in hearing battle chatter, footsteps, gunshots, etc. Oh, who cares? It was so good. Yeah, uh, that's my ten is gun balance, obviously. I, I say I I say have a slider in the audio options to turn down ambience because I'm gonna keep that thing cranked. Yeah. Um. It's gun balance slightly faster ADS times across the board. Oh, yes, please. It's way too slow. Even with the, the perk that makes you aim, f even with quick draw, it's still like quick draw in World War Two is still slower than the ADS in Modern Warfare One. Yeah. So this rewards reaction time. Let's see. SMG needs mid-long range reductions across the board. We yep. said that. Assault rifle semi-auto should have increased fire rate cap. Yeah, it's way too uh, slow, especially yeah. for the M1A1 carbine. <clears throat> it's very slow. LMG, double the ammo capacity in each clip from about 60 to 100. I definitely agree with that because yeah. I was trying to use the LMGs and was like, it takes so long to reload that I was having to yeah. reload almost after every fight. And I was like, this is not... Yeah, not only, did it, increase... have, not only did it have significantly slower LMG reloads than I've seen in COD for a while, but the magazine capacity just didn't justify it. Yeah, I think the one I was using had like 53. <clears throat> I was like, well, that's not a lot. Yeah, that's um, not an LMG capacity. Especially when you're going from like 200 in Black Ops 3 to like... Right. Which I know they don't have to be like that high, but... Um, uh, also at least says, maybe 80. Yeah, also says increase the damage slash range to be more competitive with assault rifles. Yeah, LMGs uh, were borderline useless. Yeah. Well, let's see, shotguns. This is a pretty long one, so I'll just get through the whole thing. <laughs> um Increased range on regular shells. As of now, they are useless hit marker machines without incendiary rounds. The damage dealt over time on the incendiary rounds should be lowered to prevent kill swapping. This can be balanced with an increase in base incendiary rounds damage. Hit fire spread should be mm -hmm. reduced across the board for shotguns. As of now, it's, it almost always requires ADS to get a consistent one-shot kill in the effective range. Yep. Toggle action shotgun damage needs a major increase. As yes. of now, it's by far the worst gun in the game. Yeah. Uh, it should carry a consistent two to three shot kill within the effective range. Yeah, it was a marshmallow cannon. Yeah, that's almost all the guns. The first time I played it, were I think they were like I think they were like updating it. They updated it a couple times on the yeah. last day they had it. Yeah, that's the day I played it the most. So, oh, here's one menu. Make it a lot easier to know when someone joined your party. <laughs> How about uh, fix the menu? Uh, bring back online split screen. Whoa! Um, what? They don't yeah. have online split screen. Apparently not. Online split screen. This needs to come back for... Well, it was also in beta. They didn't have online oh, split okay. screen in Black Ops 3 oh, beta right, either. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Or okay. Infinite Warfare. So that's a stupid... 
<laughs> game modes. Uh, team deathmatch score limit should be slightly lowered to a number between 75 and 100. Oh, yes. No, it, it should be 75. 100 Domination. is way too long. Domination score per kill should be lowered to 75. This will prevent score streak spam and encourage objective play. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I didn't get to this, but Domination was trash in this game. I didn't like, even domination play it. is my favorite mode, and it was unplayable in this because you're hardly encouraged to actually play the objective. You get plenty of score from just doing from just playing team deathmatch in domination to where you just you'll get all your score streaks because there's people who are stupid enough to be trying to win the game how dare they um in addition domination flag capture status should be shown on screen uh, oh yeah why well, that's really annoying matchmaking no skill based matchmaking in public matches connection matchmaking is more fair in addition, don't give the best players in the lobbies all the noobs to carry during the game. This is not fun. It does not reward skill. The ability to see if a game is in progress five seconds before joining it, like an in Infinite Warfare, would be appreciated. Yeah. Uh, visuals. Scoreboard should count assist. Colorblind filter should return. Players have some sort of health bar, like an in Infinite Warfare, to see the damage you dealt to the enemy. That won't this, happen. This can even just be placed in the kill cam. No. A more oh, okay. fluid YY reload cancel animation is needed. A lot of the um, handling stuff is way too sluggish right now. Yeah. In my score, opinion. Score streaks. Please have a Call of Duty Black Ops 3 hater top recon score streak. In addition, uh, three friendly UAVs simultaneously should grant a hater score streak effect. I, back, I agree with that part, definitely. Bring bring back attack dogs. Should be the highest score streak in the game. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, a 30 gun streak secret atomic bomb kill streak would be welcomed. Just kill the entire team upon delivery, just like a, a uh, advanced warfare DNA bomb. Fighter pilot okay, should get sure. two should get kills and two hits all the time, unless you do through a surface. Mortar team should have a blast radius increase or the ability to select four or five strike locations. Care package should be refunded if drop location is inaccessible, rooftop or outside of the map. I agree with most of those. Yeah, I think a lot of the score streaks needed to be buffed. Like they were, they were way too weak, and that was that was something that kind of hurt ghosts. Was that most of the scorched streaks were just weak? You know, this is something I did see. Oh yeah, ghosts had terrible, terrible score streaks. At for, well, in the times I played it, yeah. um, they fixed you know it. Was cool though. Uh, two years later. <laughs> oh, the perfect time, just when everyone was about <laughs> to get back in the ghost. Um, what was I supposed to say? Twelve. Uh, oh, what was cool about the uh, care packages? Was they come down with like the the parachute? You can yeah, shoot you can that shoot parachute. parachute. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, oh, However, that's sweet. gives away your position, unless you had a silenced SMG. So yeah. once again, airborne was the best division because yeah, of the airborne silencer. was easily easily the best. I'd say and airborne or airborne or the sniper, in my opinion, were the best because I was either getting killed with an SMG or a sniper. Like there was like no middle ground. Or if the, you wanted. Uh, if you wanted to play knife only, you you know choose infantry, the, the logical choice. Yeah, the STG uh, forty four was pretty good, whatever that gun was called. Yeah, I think the uh, STG is probably the best non SMG weapon. Yeah, I think that does it though. That's a uh, yeet. Got all our thoughts. Oh, I wanted to say, uh, it's a rumor that the Joker solo film. Scorsese is going to focus on the Joker as a child, which would well, mean that I don't think Leo could pull that off. Which means that Leo would probably be a mobster, like a Falcone type. Oh, oh okay, I could which, see that too. Yeah, that that's more realistic to me than him being the Joker because he 
nothing about him screams Joker to me. Uh, yeah. But he could be a, really. a, a very intimidating mobster because we've seen him be very intimidating in, in Django and kind of be a mobster. Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> Plus, he breaks glass and doesn't fill it. <laughs> yeah. I'm. We're not going to explain that. That's just going to be for people who know. <laughs> Ow! Well, uh, um, it's there was the one dog thing. uprising. I was gonna say, uh, oh, um, War for the Planet of the Apes is being pushed for a Best Picture nomination at oh, Oscars. Cool. Yeah, I oh. should maybe see it. Yeah, that would it's be sweet video, too. Right? Because not yet. It, oh, okay. Let me see. Joaquin Phoenix is apparently in some kind of new movie that's supposed to be pretty awesome too. Is he actually real? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes is still showing in a theater, so... Okay. Oh. At least one theater I can see. Oh, no, maybe, here they are. Chicago, maybe I should Chattanooga. try and see that. I really want... It doesn't have a Rotten Tomato score yet, and it's really bothering me. <laughs> I'm still going to see it regardless. If suddenly the Rotten Tomato says, ah, 12, I'm going to be like, y'all, I gotta see that happen. <laughs> yeah, Trailers like are too good. It's got an 8.6 on IMDb right now. That's a very good sign. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm probably going to go see it like on a weekday. What, like it? I, yeah. I don't want to go see it like on opening weekend because and I already yeah. know the story, so it's not like I'm going to have anything spoiled for me. Also, weekend horror movie audiences are the worst. Yeah, especially movies. If I was going to go see some trash like Annabelle creation not saying actually I heard it's pretty good but but I was gonna see like (laughs) I was gonna see some trash references something that's pretty well liked but I'm saying say something that's not something I care about story well I don't care about Annabelle creation it it probably has some good scares and some good like I'd go see Insidious 4 on opening weekend but not it it looks like a film yeah it does oh very pretentious it's a film not a movie (laughs) 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 <laughs> we watch films. Oh, how cute you think they're movies. <laughs> think about how childish the word movie sounds. Oh, because the picture moves? <laughs> Which, I'll tell you that in a second once we're done recording. All right, I guess that's it. <laughs> Shocking uh, content unmonetized. Un- oh, unmonetized. <laughs> um, all right, peace, but- y'all. <laughs> yeah, we're going to end it right now. It's over, episode 14. In it's the over. Bag. No more episodes. This w- is the last one. WB is actually ran by Lucifer. 